We all have big dreams, but far too often, we never give them a chance to come true. Well, that all changes today. Welcome to Just Keep Learning, where we'll help you develop the right mindset, be more productive, and learn more effectively so you can accomplish anything. Here's your host, Justin at Just Tries. What's up, JKL community? Thank you so much for being here. Our guest today is a really generous and hilarious person. He has a few million followers of his sketch comedy routines, which isn't surprising because they are really, really funny. We talked about success as a creator, but it was also really cool to hear how big he is into building an overall brand, semi-stupid, personal development, and philosophy. Please welcome to Interview 30, David Brubaker. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this interview. I've watched a lot of your content over the last couple of years. I don't know if it was just because of COVID or what, but definitely took a dive down the rabbit hole to get into everything. And I always like to ask people a basic question right off the bat, and that's if you could introduce yourself and kind of tell the audience sort of who you are and what you do in, in the world of content creation. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, David Brubaker. I go by Semi Stupid. Uh, I've been creating content online since 2016. Started on YouTube and then transitioned into TikTok. And that's when things really started to pop off. So basically what I do though, is I make comedy content. When I first started, it was sketch comedy. And then when I got into the TikTok world, continued the sketch comedy, just like everybody else, trying to find their niche, trying to see what works and, and what's going to pop. And then the movie things started popping where I would insert myself in the movie scenes and make them my own, you know, completely different context than what the original scene was. And then those started to pop. And then that's where we are now. And that's my main type of video that I make for TikTok. I, I kind of dab and others, but that, that's what I'm known for. Yeah. And that's definitely the content that creeped its way through the algorithm and started popping some algorithms to make its way to me for sure was those movie scene cuts back and forth. I'm sure we'll get into a lot of, you know, TikTok and vertical video filmmaking, if you will. I do want to kind of go hard in the paint off the bat here with a uh -huh. rapid fire from the uh, audience questions, I suppose. Not so much to get those out of the way, but just because that way I don't forget what people had okay, asked. Cool. And so the first one is a uh, favorite movie. Point Break. The original. That's my all-time favorite. There's no close second. It's Point Break. Are you going to be pissed that I've never seen it? You've never seen the original? No. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Dude. Yeah, I don't know. That's been... I think it's because... So when I was younger, I've always had like an infatuation with surfing. Like I just love the whole culture, you know? And um, I loved Keanu back then. I still love Keanu. And then just, just the whole movie. I thought it was so cool, you know, the bank robbery and then throwing in the surfing and and the characters and I don't know I love it of course you know some people will say it's kind of cheesy but yeah it's always been my favorite I've probably seen it 30 times maybe more I feel like every year you know it'll pop up on TV or something or I'll just see it somewhere and I'm like oh I'm due for a rewatch re and then I'll rewatch it it's one of those where I have a few there's a few scenes in there that I can like quote word for word you know like for instance like the the end scene when he's like lose something brah like I know that whole fucking scene <laughs> that's amazing can I cuss by the way or no yeah of course okay okay yeah so uh, that's, within context right that's one of my favorite life lessons for people is that we can always cuss within context you know I play hockey and certainly I don't hold back there too much, but right. uh, in different contexts, I don't. So that's a cool lesson, I think, for people anyways. Yeah, I think it all depends. I always I always base it based off of uh, who I'm talking to. I'm not going to just talk to my grandma and say F this, F that. <laughs> but yeah, that's my favorite movie. So does it hold up in the sense that I should still watch it this weekend? Absolutely. You definitely need to watch it. I showed my girlfriend, to, she has, she's from Portugal, and she hasn't seen really any of like the classics, you know. she She's seen a few, but only the ones that were broadcasted over there when she was living in uh, Eastern Europe. So they had like very minimal, you know, whatever they would show. So I still have to show her a shit ton of movies, but she loved it. So if she loves it, then I'm like, okay, then you know it's a good movie. Because most girls don't, it's a, it's a very guy movie, you know, and she loved it. So so I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. We can still we could still be together. And she was authentic. Yes. She she'll tell me. <laughs> she'll she'll tell me if she likes it or not. All right. Cause there are those people that just straight up like every movie as well. No, she's not like that. All right. Yeah. If she doesn't like a movie, she'll be like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, so what something that maybe uh she hasn't seen either, who knows? But uh favorite TV show before or now? When I was like a so we'll go 
kind of my childhood. So when I was really young, it was Ninja Turtles. I had to wake up every morning at 7 a.m. to watch, oh, Ninja Turtles and X-Men, those two. That was my jam. Everything Ninja Turtles, everything X-Men, then Power Rangers. <laughs> and then as I got a little older, but was still a kid, it was like, we always sat down to watch The Simpsons, Home Improvement, Married with Children, trying to think i think those those are the top ones that come to my head yeah and then just uh the only the ones that i can think of that stick in my mind that i've liked throughout the years that were always my favorite show when they came out it was like i i remember nip tuck uh heroes sons of anarchy breaking bad Game of Thrones. That took me a while to get into, by the way. People kept telling me to watch it. I didn't get into it until it was already in like the sixth season or something. So then I binged it. So it was good. You know, because it's so addicting. Yes. So addicting. And then right now, my favorite show, there's a few. I really like Ozark. That show's amazing. And then what was another show? The Boys is really good right now. I don't really have a favorite, but like these are the ones I love right now. The Boys, Ozark. I'm drawing blanks here right now. There's a couple others, but I would say I would say Ozark right now is is my jam. Yeah, Ozark was good. And then the um, actress from it, she was in Inventing Anna. Yeah, check that out. Inventing Anna. I just got through with that like last week. That's really good. Yeah, that was binge worthy for sure. And I really appreciated seeing how her uh, range, I guess, might be a word. Yep. But she was a far stronger actress than I realized from watching Ozark. Like I know in the last episode, did you do a video with that? If not, you should do one soon. <laughs> with the, uh, if you're going to stop me, that part? No, I have yeah. not. <laughs> All right. Well, that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I just ruined a piece of content. Uh, well, everybody was already doing it. I know. And um, I kind of still away i don't know for me i don't like doing something when it's already just becoming so trendy and everybody's doing it i feel like i kind of missed it because i'm like shit well everyone's doing it right now and it kind of makes me not want to do it which is all the more reason for you to do it when they drop part two of the season and because it'll be your own creative on the other side that's what really makes it it's not just yeah you know anybody could do it i could you know mouth those words and maybe it'll be half funny because it's in that tiktok algorithm but once right. once a script hits your head i'm sure it'll be well worth doing anyways Exactly. Yeah. Nothing actually popped yet. You know, if something popped and I'm like, oh my God, I got to do it. But right now I feel like it'd be forced and I'll stay away from it for now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look forward to seeing it when it happens. Uh, favorite book. Ooh, um, there's a few. The ones that I have been typically rereading that I've read multiple times, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, The One Thing, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Uh, I just finished one called Reality Revolution. Super good. But like all time, I don't know. I feel like it has to come back to the ones I actually reread, which is probably like I reread The One Thing. I reread How to Influence Friends or How to Influence People how to win friends and influence people. Think and Grow Rich is always a, always a good one. I read that multiple times. And then one that I've started to actually reread, very small book. Because I like to reread stuff that's going to like implant in my mind and then try to build it into my subconscious, you know? And so I like these. I have this little book now called The, um, the Science of Getting Rich. And it's literally like, I don't know, 95 pages. But it's one of those things where it just cuts out everything else, you know? There's no like stories behind certain things or just there's no fluff. There's like, it's just literally just this is it. So I've been rereading that book right now. And then I have I have quite a few other books that I that I bought that I need to read and but yeah. So you do read every morning. Yeah. As part of a morning routine. It's a it's a routine. Yep. Every single morning. I rarely I actually I'm gonna say I don't miss a day because even if I don't have time to read as much as I like, I um so I started this book too. I forgot to bring this one up. Where is it? It's usually right by me all the time. But it's called The Greatest Salesman in the World. And it's a very small book too, but it's going to take me 10 months to read because it basically goes through these 10 scrolls and you have to read each scroll morning, midday and night for 30 days before you move on to the next scroll. So there's 10 scrolls. And so every morning, even if I, oh my God, I want to try to start doing other stuff, I'll still read that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. It's like the pace uh, is valuable. A book for me where it was like that was uh, Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. I've had that book for a couple of years and I haven't even gotten through it. Right. I could get through it in, in a night if I wanted to, but it's really heavy in terms of like what you could implement and the things that you can learn from it and then try them in your life. It's almost like taking golf lessons or something. There's no point in just taking a hundred lessons and then going out and trying to play. It's like start embedding this, read a bit more, start embedding this and it'll build a, f a foundation. It actually reminds me of Wordle too. Have you played Wordle? 
Battle, the New York Times. No. So what is that? It was a game that went viral recently. You, If you haven't seen it online, then you will see it when people repost it because they don't want it to show what the actual answer of the day is. So they'll repost it with like these yellow blocks and then green blocks. Your reticular activating system is going to kick in now. You're going to DM me after this and be like, oh, I just saw 10 Wordles tonight because it's it's went pretty viral and then the company sold to the New York Times. So what it is, is it's you guess a word of the day and it's always a five letter word. And then you have six chances to guess the word. And each time you guess, it'll blank out the keys on your keyboard yeah. that aren't in the word. So the words, so it's like um, Wheel of Fortune or uh, you know that kind of thing where you're guessing the word and filling in the blanks and it tells you green means yes, this letter's right. Yeah, It's in the word and it's in the right spot. Yellow means the letter's in the word, but it's not in the right spot. And gray means it's not in the word. And you try and guess and then people are posting them online. Point being, it's like a lot of those viral app games. But what they did was they only put out one a day. So even if you do yours at midnight because you're so excited, you got to wait 24 hours to do the next one. Right. Which I think is nice, like allowing, I think the world's hu- hungry for a bit of patience in, in stuff like that. Yeah, no, I totally, that's why I, I don't like when shows release all their episodes at once. You know, I liked it when it was once a week. <laughs> like Bel Air right now. I don't know if you watched Bel Air at all. I haven't seen it, no. Is it good? I mean, I took it up based on nostalgia, right? And also having seen the actor, you know, post some things and, and obviously Will Smith actually being involved in it. Right. I, I looked into it and my short answer to your question is yes. I mean, I'd love to hear your opinion too because I think it's good, but it's just so different. It's very much done like the OC kind of, or like a dramatic. It's serious too, right? Yeah, a lot more serious. Yeah. The same undertones and the same story that you could probably see on paper, but looks very different in the way that they're portraying it, right? So it took a lot of the same stories and and, and similar narratives of the idea of coming from West Philly and having to move out to Bel Air and and get comfortable at a new school. So the ideas that could have happened in a non, you know, 80s, 90s comedic portrayal of it are what happens you know it's more dramatic so drugs and guns and things that you would see in like a legit version of moving from west philly to bel-air i guess yeah right more realistic (laughs) yeah that kind of idea in that way i think the serious scenes like with uncle phil uh hit a lot more serious yeah (laughs) uh favorite quote i don't know if i have a favorite quote i would say what i've been liking recently is like a quote by Marcus Aurelius, which is because I've been, I forget the the guy's name, but I've been um, watching a lot of videos of his about stoicism. Ryan Holiday. That sounds familiar. Uh, Skinny guy with dark hair. Yeah, but he probably posts as like the daily stoic, I think. Maybe. But anyways, yeah, I think that's him. Yeah. So I've been, so that's what I do when I'm like doing cardio. I watch videos like that uh, rather than like listen to music or anything. But the the one, what was it? Momentum Mori, which is just, just remember you're going to die. I think about that a lot. Like that's one of the things that I, I, I try to um, really focus and, and say to myself in the morning to kind of, you know, build up that gratitude for the day. I would say that. Yeah, that's pretty special. It hits very much home to me. Yeah. Um, in the last year and a half, I've lost both of my younger brothers. Oh, sorry, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah. It's something that I'm able to speak openly about, I think, in part because I actually grew up in a, in a funeral home. People tease me and call me my girl growing up because I lived in a funeral home. And um, it's hard. Like, I think grief is really important. And doing things like this podcast to me are ways to kind of pay tribute yeah. and think of them, you know. Uh, when you mentioned Ninja Turtles right away, I had a follow up and it was because my brothers were big Ninja Turtles fans too. And somebody, I feel like with Ninja Turtles, you're always represented by by one of them more than the other. Did you have a favorite? Oh, of course. Michelangelo, baby. <laughs> ah, see, that was my brother Shane's. And that's my way of paying tribute to him right now. Rest in peace. Yeah. I thought that might happen. Uh, but mine's Raphael, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. I feel like the people who like Raphael, like it just fits the person you choose, the Ninja Turtle you choose, it fits for your character. You know what I mean? I feel like so. I feel like whenever somebody says they're Raphael, they're Raphael I'm like, yeah, I can see that. And anyone who says Michelangelo, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. No one ever says Donatello or Leonardo, though. But see, Donnie was definitely my brother Ryan's and he loved gaming. He loved like uh, electronics and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so right away, he did connect with Donatello. But there was only three of us. So obviously there was a fourth Ninja Turtle left out. But the interesting thing for me with Raph is that I... Maybe I am quick to anger, but nobody sees it. But I'm not quick to anger. But it's more like Irish. Like I can get there for sure, you know, playing sports, like no problem fighting, like all that kind of thing. But in real life, I, I'm a huge fan and 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 feel very stoic myself in the way I approach life. So that part's definitely 
different. You know, I'm not saying like, I lost my sigh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> losing my mind. Um, but I don't know. There's something about Raph. May- and maybe it's seriousness. Yeah. And I feel like Raph, you guys remember, these guys are teenagers too. So I feel like his future self would be a very wise person. Like he, you, you would tame the beast. You know what I mean? So he would be that guy. You just got to give him, got to give him some time. That's almost messed up that you just said that because I hadn't really thought of that. And now I won't be able to clear that from my mind. But <laughs> certainly if college roommates or something or high school buddies were listening to this episode, they'd be like, yeah, remember that time you ripped the counter off in their house? <laughs> or like, <laughs> that's true. I can remember some moments from the teen years. And, and that's definitely true. I was probably a lot more quick to anger. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. So I, I have a kind of a, an interesting question. And I just I know that you have a pretty big following. Certainly you're busy. All of us uh, really appreciate uh, time management and understand that money is the most valuable thing, you know? Yeah. But I'm curious, like our, our following is not as big right now, yet you took this interview. Why, why do you think you took this interview? I mean, I like... I like taking interviews. I I actually enjoy doing this. And I don't look at myself as being above anyone or below anyone. You know what I mean? So I don't think it really matters. Like, you know, I would have taken this whether you had a thousand, two thousand or two million. I'm not trying to do it in a way to like get more exposure. I mean, it's great. You know, more exposure is always great. But I think you know, even doing podcasts like this is beneficial because even if one person sees it and they like me or they like the message that I'm bringing and um, maybe it inspires them to do something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely enjoy doing podcasts and it I don't accept all of them. It kind of depends on how I feel, just little things too, like through the messages or whatever. Like if I feel like the person is sh- just trying to gain something from me or use me to like help them, you know, like I've gotten that in the past where I'm like, well, I'm not going to do this. It's You're obviously just trying to, <laughs> you want to build your following through me where it's like, they'll ask me like, oh man, can you share this too on your TikTok and your Instagram and blah, blah. And then that's immediately, re- I, I just stopped responding. I'm like, that's not the point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I felt right about it. You know, I, I, I felt like the vibe was there. Like I, I didn't say anything, you know, wrong with you. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't seem like a weirdo or, or somebody who, and you followed me. So I, that's another thing. It's like, if the guy doesn't follow me, then I'm like, why are you wanting to interview me? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'll look at them and like, they're not following me on TikTok or Instagram. They're obviously, to me, that's just saying, oh, you just want to interview me to try to get some sort of following towards you, you know? And that's great, dude. If you want that, that's fucking fantastic. But I mean, it's got to be, you know, some sort of reciprocity where we both can kind of get something from it rather than just, you know, one-sided. That was a kind of a lot longer than I anticipated the answer to be. But anyways, short answer. I like doing podcasts. I got a good vibe from you. And yeah. Appreciate it. I suppose if somebody did have a huge following, it would be more likely they didn't follow you like a traditional journalistic approach to wanting to interview you, you know, where they have leverage anyways, right? Right. <laughs> I don't care if they're following me. Yeah. Cause then if they want to do interview me, I'm like, okay, this is actually going to benefit me. And then you're DMing them. Can you share this on your TikTok and your Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never do that, dude. I would never. That's why I never like with anybody that I that I try to collab with or if they want to collab with me, I never try to push that. If they want to do it organically like themselves, fantastic. No, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like it comes off as needy when you're trying to tell them or ask them, dude, can you share this? Also, would you mind sharing this here? I'm like, no. Yeah. First of all, that's not even my channel. Like, I don't share things. You know, that's not even what I'm about. It would ruin my my page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely get into that. People think, too, that it's going to be like this. It's going to change. Like, it's going to be this crazy thing where they, they get all this attention and they get all this. Dude, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at all. No. You can do a video with somebody and get 10 million views on their page and you're going to get 20 followers on TikTok. <laughs> like it doesn't work that way. No, I, I think that that's really interesting you say that because I've noticed some people will say, well, I had this one video go viral even. And it's like, well, yeah, but still somebody probably doesn't typically follow or subscribe depending on the different platform we're talking about because they saw one cool viral moment either. Yeah. I mean, certainly they could. And I'm sure we'll get into algorithms and that kind of thing a little bit. I think that that's the, the most important question that I try and help people, even though I haven't really put the effort in to make it click yet, but I know it will, it'll come. And when it does, and my main advice always is if people 
it's just common sense, I guess, psychology, right? Like somebody will follow because they want to see what you do next or they don't want to miss it kind of thing, right? To me, it has nothing necessarily to do with that initial virality or somebody else putting you on. It's like they're on that page for you, you know? I mean, I guess it depends on what you did to make them want to see your stuff too. And I mean, it certainly couldn't hurt, I suppose. Um, but I just appreciate it because there's a lot of like clout chasers, as you kind of referenced there. And then also people who will only do things for a certain, like I've had people DM me that as a, as a response, right? Like, well, let me know once you have, you know, a certain number of followers. Like, so really the opposite approach. I have a very interesting thing that I've thought of right before we came on to do this interview. I've recognized that pretty much nobody says no anymore. And part of that, I think, is maybe because of the actual reason and the mission. And more importantly to me, I think I'm just reaching out to the right people. Exactly. That's the way that I've started to see that, right? Because I realized that even people who are busy, you know, like I interviewed Brendan Kane, who wrote 1 million followers, right? Like the dude's not, not busy. It's like, he's plenty busy, you know? And, and I think that was offline, but he said, well, like, it's because I want to be able to help and put my message to an audience. Maybe I didn't. So to me, I, I think maybe I'm, I'm asking the right people because that's how I want to be. If I ever blow up willing to give to people back to that stoicism, I, I guess I'm curious too about, and this was kind of the last audience related question, I suppose. And it was, what were you like? What was semi stupid like in high school? I wouldn't say the class clown, but I was kind of a jokester, played sports, football, and ran track. I got voted best dressed. (laughs) I actually, I really took the time to like, I I wanted to look good in high school. So I was like, you know, I'd have my clothes over. It'd take me forever in the morning. Like, what the fuck am I going to wear today? You know what I mean? It was like that. But yeah, like we would, uh, you know, we would film like jackass style videos, you know, like stuff like that. Do dumb shit where you remember when it was a thing to pass each other out. Did you ever go through that? Yeah. Against the wall or like, like a choke or yeah, yeah the, the against the wall where you hold your breath and you do that yeah. and then you know you yeah, yeah. twitch <laughs> so you used to film them we used to film those yeah and yeah we, oh, that was stupid <laughs> semi-stupid semi-stupid yeah but yeah i was i was basically the same except you know obviously now i think i'm wiser uh back then i i think it was all about being cool. You know what I mean? It was like, you, you want to fit in. Definitely, if I could go back, if I had my mind now, I probably wouldn't have played football. I probably would have played golf and maybe gotten a drama club, you know? Wouldn't have thought too much about like, uh, you know, I got to be here. I got to be at this party. Got to do this. Uh, football. I love football. I absolutely love football. But honestly, I think the reason I played it was to be cool. You know what I mean? Like, you're on the football team? Like, yeah, you're one of the cooler kids. You know what I'm saying? I would say... It was more of like trying to fit in and be cool, which I feel like a lot of kids are doing that. But like you grow, you definitely grow out of that. Because if I could go back, I definitely wouldn't have done that. I would have been more true to myself. And even then, like hanging out with the people, I hung, like I don't even know if I would have been friends with some of the people that I was friends with. You know what I mean? Well, that's how life works, I guess. Like you referenced Raphael being a teenager and, and then Ninja Turtles being teens and then evolving because certainly we can't change the past. Mm-hmm. But I do bring that up sometimes and it shocks people, uh, especially when I'm talking to somebody who played football too and they still love football and they're in like their 30s or 40s or late 20s or whatever, 60s. And they still like have that like gridiron love. Like I played college football all the way through. And in having two daughters, one of the weird things that I'm excited about is to not have to have that conversation about playing, you know, elite level football because and I don't want to be gender biased. I'm certainly the most inclusive ever, but you don't go to college and get hit like the thousands of times that I did as a female yet. Right. And so like that was one of the things that was always in the back of my mind, mostly because this is pre-concussion movie. The amount of times that I've either like completely knocked somebody else out or knocked myself out and like just the um, just wondering what the hell's going on in my brain has been a weird thing through my adult years. And I had migraines and sleep issues and different things that I always wonder like, well, and literally doctors say to me, well, do you ever think that if you didn't hit your head 20,000 times that uh, things might have played out a bit differently? And, And I just just always wonder that. But to your point, and this is where things get a little more deep into that for me, I don't know why you said golf versus, but for me, I, I've shared that I wish I got into filmmaking or even playing guitar or golf, anything that I could still be scaling today. But with football, that's something people don't realize. It's not like with hockey, you can still go play hockey afterwards. Football is like one of those only sports, maybe UFC, but we're like, when you're done, you just got to shut her down. Yeah. And that is hard because there's so much sunken costs, right? Like six, seven, eight years of putting in 40, 50 hours a week to try and be your best. And then when you're done, if it doesn't change your life, you know, at least financially, then it's like, you're done, you're done. You're also like, okay, 
You're just beat up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just hurt. I'm sore. I remember my uncle who won a Big Ten championship giving me advice when I went to college. He said, the one thing you'll notice when you're in training camp is that the only time your head doesn't hurt is when you're making contact. So make sure that you don't stop hitting. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got it. And like, I took that as like legit serious. Great advice. You know, manly, like, ah, advice at that time. Yeah. And I implemented it. I was like, I, my head hurts so much. So I just need to keep hitting. <laughs> And you have to, like in football, it's like, if you don't, you're a pussy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who cares about your well-being in the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And you look back now and you're like, you see the the, the lawsuits that the NFL goes through and whatever. And you're like, well, hey, as somebody who never got played to play college football in Canada, who never made it past a pro tryout being like, where's my money? I got the same amount of head hits, but it didn't make them money. So it wasn't a job, but it's still like, man, it's, uh, it's not too great looking back on. Yeah. Yeah, but. But uh, so you, you got into like filmmaking and that kind of creative content then in high school, I guess my, my friends and I always say like, where are those tapes? We can't remember where the tapes are that we had from all the stuff that we did, you know, car rallies and different moments where we were excited and just always filming, but we didn't have the tapes and the, the platforms didn't exist to upload. So when did you, did you ever upload those at all? Or like, when did you go from just creating for fun to, to starting to upload? No, I, those were just, I mean, they were filmed on the actual cameras, you know, with the little mini tapes. Yeah. I got one right here in my um, basement still, the one that we used. Yeah. And I don't have any of those. I don't have any of that footage. Nowhere. I have no idea where it would be probably thrown out. My mom threw it away, whatever. So uh, that's all lost. But no, I didn't start uploading. So YouTube, what came out in 2003 or four? Something like that. I think so. Right? That sounds about right. Yeah. So I didn't have it. I graduated in 2003. So we didn't have YouTube. And I didn't even think about trying to make this a thing. Like this only happened like literally six years ago. Right. I started uploading. Like I didn't think about so that put you at like 30 years old, 29 or something like that? 29, I believe. No, 30. So yeah, I was, uh, you know, I never thought about doing anything like this. Um, I was trying to find my way doing doing jobs, knowing in the back of my head that I was like, dude, I, how am I going to succeed in any of this? Like, I, I am not, this is not me. You know what I mean? Like, just like going around from job to job lost. I'm a fraud. Like, I don't even, even if I got hired, I'm like, I don't, why did they hire me? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it took one of my, when I was in, I was living in Columbia, Missouri, and uh, I went there for a job, a marketing job. And one of the kids that I became really good friends with, we kind of had like this back and forth banter where we were just, you know, comical type stuff. And everyone was like, you guys should start a YouTube channel. And uh, he ended up asking me, he's like, hey, man, we should start a YouTube channel. And so we did. Took like two or three days just sitting in a library trying to figure out the name. Semi-stupid. Like we were just looking at at book titles, like writing shit down, like, you know, coming up with names, but then they were taken, landed on semi-stupid. And it was one of those like aha moments, you know, like this is it, this is it. And I was like, oh, it's already taken, I guarantee it. And it wasn't, so it worked out. And that was the moment where, cause I told him, I was like, well, if we're gonna do this, I wanna be serious. Like, all right, I'm gonna try to make this a thing. When I got into it, I, I basically got into it with the mindset of like, however long it takes, I wanna make this work. And so, yeah, just been making videos ever since pretty consistently too. And nothing really ever popped. A few videos kind of popped on YouTube, but it was like, it was some weird videos that got like a very weird audience with like some weird sexual fantasy type thing. Yeah, it was just weird, dude. I was going to say define weird, but we don't need to go there then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So then, it, I, then I was building a weird audience on YouTube. I'm like, okay, I, I got to get out of this because this is not going to benefit me. <laughs> but then just just kept making videos, you know, nothing ever popped, you know, getting three, 400, 500 views here and there, like all up until things started to pop on TikTok. So literally took, you know, five, six years before anything started to happen. To stick with the name for a second, semi-stupid, in kind of jotting down some things that I wanted to ask you, I thought of a, a friend of mine, and my wife will laugh because we were all roommates at one point, but he used to always tell us that his dad was semi-retired. But when he would say the word semi-retired, it would sound like semi-retarded. And, uh -huh. you know, that's not a nice word in culture in today's day and age, but it was something certainly to laugh at. And so it became an inside joke. Literally, an artist wrote it on a chalk piece that my wife had done at our wedding and says semi-retired at the top with air quotes on it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but where did the like what does the name semi stupid mean if you explain I know where it came from in the brainstorming sesh but in terms of like what does it have underlying meaning basically our personalities like we're the our uh, humor is pretty stupid but so we we're semi stupid we're not full stupid we're semi stupid halfway there halfway we never go full stupid <laughs> Which is what I figured, obviously, but that's why it made me laugh when I heard it. The first time I saw it, honestly, because I had that semi-retired thing in my... Yeah. It sounds you know, a little more like semi-retired. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> your dad's semi-retired. Be careful who you tell that and like maybe enunciate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So do you still have the uh, partner though? Do you still have a, a partnership when it comes to the channel? No, it's just me. And so was that something that evolved? Is there a story behind where that ended or was he just done with the channel or? Yeah, I just, um, he wasn't really taking it as serious as me and putting in the amount of effort that I was, you know, whether it's, you know, not showing up when we're supposed to film or being an hour late or just not really. And I was doing everything, you know what I mean? I, I do. I was like <laughs> coming up with the skits. He came up with, with some too but like editing you know editing was a bitch when you know when i first started learning how to edit uh it was taking me forever so it just got to a point like i'm good now like you know i'm pretty fast at it now but it's like it, for instance if i were to take a video that i do now throw me back then to try to edit it would probably take me all day like literally all day which takes me right now you know maybe an hour but anyways just kind of fell apart that way where it was like i couldn't do it anymore i was like i'm taking this i want to take this seriously i'm trying to make this my thing but i didn't feel like i feel like he wanted to like the idea of it sounded cool to him right but i don't think he was willing to like actually put in the work that needed to be done to do it mm -hmm. and to give an idea of what that work was like how many how many uploads were you doing in those five six years well when we were doing the youtube because youtube was harder to come up with daily like type videos because we were doing like three minute skits like comedy sketches so like trying to come up with a comedy sketch consistently Consistently, like once a day was damn near impossible. <laughs> so we were doing once one a week. So ever since then, like, you know, there was times where we missed it, you know, we didn't do one a week because we just couldn't come up with an idea. Mm -hmm. But ever since then, like I've even when we fell off, and I was still doing them, and I, I kept putting them out sometimes once every couple weeks, maybe, you know, if I felt good, and I had to I put out two in a week, sometimes three weeks go by and I still wouldn't be able to think of them. But I was always trying to think of something just been uploading ever since like I, I never stopped on instagram youtube facebook and then now tiktok well let's talk about that for a second when it comes to having all those different platforms what's your strategy for dealing with that i know a lot of people who are starting to kind of create probably wonder like where do i upload or how much do i upload do you focus on one or what what's your strategy with dealing with having so many options yeah that are almost all the same now i'll add that like they're all trying to add the same features right so you know i think tiktok added stories and then like so eventually like they all because they're consumer centric they just want to be the same yeah so yeah how do you deal with that well, I mean, for me, it's pretty simple because I just upload the same video. So I just upload the same video to TikTok, Instagram. I'd never, ever get on Facebook, but Instagram gives you the option to automatically upload to your Facebook page too. And I've kind of been slacking on YouTube right now, but I was uploading them to YouTube too, uh, just because you know it's not getting any traction. So I've just been focusing heavily on TikTok and Instagram because it's been working. But I've been telling myself, I'm like, okay, I need to start uploading to, to YouTube again, just because you never know mm -hmm. you know what I mean some videos might pop and and that could make my YouTube grow by 20,000 followers all of a sudden so yeah I don't make any separate content for anything you know obviously with Instagram I you know I'll put out some stories and I might post uh, something different there than I would on TikTok just because it's one of those platforms where you know I feel like I can post a variety of different things like if I wanted to post a picture there I could but for TikTok I try to just basically only stick to like the like the videos that that I'm known for. Right. Which are awesome and entertaining and hilarious. I'm sure it could do well on YouTube or any of them. I'm just always curious because a lot of people I find when they first get into it, they're really overwhelmed because there's so much to learn and they're trying to find their niche and all the while trying to find that they're like, and I've been there, right? I'm like, okay, I got to do Facebook. And then I'm like, wait, I should put this on LinkedIn because business and then like trying to figure it out. And then recently I've been doing very similarly to trying to figure out what's the best content and then, okay, it's going to be on the other platforms too. And people will have to deal with it until I have a team or something. And that being said, are you still a, a one-man show when it comes to the business then? Yeah, yeah, just me. That's a lot. Yeah, 
Uh, I tried to simplify it, you know, where it's like, you know, I, sometimes it can be a lot where, you know, just coming up with an idea because you constantly feel like my brain is just thinking about, okay, well, what's the next video going to be? What's the next video going to be? Uh, and then keeping up with the comments, you know, I try to keep, I, I keep up with the comments. So I, I set time every day to, to go through comment, not all of them, obviously, because then I'm, I would have no life. I like to do, you know, at least, you know, 30, 40, 50 comments on each video. But I got a system down now where it's not that overwhelming. It's not that much, really. You know, if you're focused and you don't have any distractions, it's it's not a problem. Uh, it's just the initial, like, if you're just getting started, like, it's going to take time to get to that point where it's really not that big of a problem. When I first started out, it was not. It was a headache. It was fucking overwhelming. And especially if you don't have a niche yet, because then you're constantly like, well, what am I going to do? What's going to work? And that's one of those things where you just got to keep trying different things. And, you know, if you believe it's going to work out and you believe that you got what it takes, then just keep doing it. Who gives a shit? Like, it's just going to take time. Like, that's why I think, you know, by me getting into this and saying, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep doing it until it happens. Like, I don't care how long it takes, 10, 20, 30, whatever. I'm going to be like an old man <laughs> trying to get some, make some videos pop. But because I feel like if you said a day, like if somebody would have only done it for three years in my shoes, that nothing would have happened. I wouldn't even be here talking to you. You know what I mean? So it's like, you never know when it's going to happen. Anybody, anybody, yeah, so many people that I know that have gone this route, you know, they gave up way before six years to try to make it. But I feel like you just got to tell yourself, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep going. And even if I don't make it, whatever, at least I tried. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Funny you say that because I changed my handle to just tries a couple of years ago when I found myself constantly trying to tell other people that like, I, I don't know, everything's going to work out. And even if it doesn't, you know, like you said about the memento more, uh, well, <laughs> at least I tried. Right. And so that's the thing I kept finding myself saying. So it's like, I just checked similar to semi stupid. I thought it'd be taken and it wasn't taken. So I was like, well, that's available on all platforms. So I'll, I'll use that. And people get confused because they're like, is your name? Like, what, what is your name? I'm like, well, it's Justin. So that's kind of in the title, but you know, that that's exactly it. Kind of just sharing that message as much as possible. Yeah. But you mentioned two systems and not being overwhelming once you figure out the systems. So just to stick with that for a moment, because I know earlier when you were talking about books, you said that that's part of your routine. Are you a very routine driven person when it comes to your daily life? Yeah, very. Mostly the morning. I'm a very morning person. That's when I have my most energy, my most motivation, my most, you know, drive to do everything. I'm the most creative. So I go to bed early, get up early, and then just have, you know, a nice little routine in the morning before I even start on anything to, you know, get my mind right, wake up, read, do some, you know, I don't look at the phone. That's one thing I, I, I'm so happy that I got out of the habit of, of like, and I haven't been doing that for probably a couple of years now where I don't even touch my phone for at least like the first hour and a half to possibly two hours getting up. Totally got out of that habit. Don't do it. Don't, you know, get on the phone when I'm in bed or getting ready for bed, like none of that. So that was a habit. Like I, I basically been, am trying to break every single bad habit that I have. And I've done pretty well with a lot of bad habits. So yeah, like my morning routine every day, I wake up anywhere from 3.30 to 5, brush my teeth, cold shower, come out here, do stretching for a little bit, meditate for about 15 minutes, coffee, read for about 30 minutes. And then that's when I will first thing, check my email, you know, see if I got anything from any brand deals or any people, anybody I'm talking to, anybody I have to work for, and then working on my video. And then I start that. If I don't have the idea yet, then I'm, it's about trying to figure out my idea. And usually I have the video set up for, this video would be for the next day. So I already have my video for today, right? And then so today when I'm looking for the video, I'm looking for tomorrow's video. And then right after I'm done filming, I edit it. Um, and then usually right after that, I go through comments. And then that's like my main focus. So then after that, then I do other things that either I had on my list that I want that I have to get done, or really, I could just take a break, I could do whatever. But I try to like knock out all the important stuff in the morning, which is for me is making a video. That's my most important thing. Yeah, which is really interesting, too, because I was about to ask you about the one thing and go back to that idea for a sec, too, which really, I think, ties in well to this here, because obviously your one thing and you just mentioned it is making a video. Uh -huh. But quickly in that sort of ESPN behind the scenes look at a day in the life was what I was going to ask you. And you basically just already gave that to us. But from typically starting a video to hitting upload, what does that look like? Like, how long does that take? Well, it depends. Say I already have the idea, like I have the video picked out or just the idea in general. General. Then filming, you know, will probably take 
anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour editing, depending on how much editing I have. Like if I, if there's a lot of green screen involved and a lot of different sounds that I have to mix then it gets more time consuming. So like anywhere from an hour to three hours, I never really get up to three hours. Those are like those videos that have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. I'd say on average, an hour to hour and a half. You put that, you know, I could get a video out anywhere from sometimes I've gotten an idea, film, edit, out, boom, hour. So it just depends on how everything rolls. Start to completion anywhere from one to four hours, five hours, just depends. All videos are different. So the reason I ask is because I know a lot of people listening will think, oh, that's that lifestyle. It sounds amazing. And you referenced earlier that your other partner in crime in terms of building the channel in the first place gave up along the way. And so many other people do. We see it all the time. They're not committed for the long term. And so obviously that sounds like an amazing day. But in terms of getting there, you probably had to change your habits a lot. The idea of either getting rid of bad habits or picking up new good habits. What are some tips that you would give I mean, the thing that I, for me, it was starting to read, like really starting to read all these self-help books, giving it, getting into the self-help genre and making that a habit. Cause then, and I feel like you have to want it. You have to really want it, you know? Yeah. Cause it's going to be hard and it takes a while. It's not just like a boom, boom, you know, like, and you can't get down on yourself when you're like, you still have that habit after nine months to a year. Like it took me forever to even get rid of the phone habit. You know, it took me forever to get into the consistently waking up in the morning. The cold shower took me because I've tried, I've been trying it for three years and I was never able to do it because it was just miserable to me. Because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was one of those things that I, then this was recent, maybe eight, nine months ago, I started doing it. And I think there's something in my head switched where I was like, I really want to do it. Like, and then it just started making me feel good in the morning. And like, the more I read about the benefits, that just did another switch where I was like, you know, it's really good for me. And so it's one of those things where, because I'm always trying to make myself better. And like, okay, this is really good for me. And this is, you know, it's not necessarily tied to making a video, but it's making me that better, much better of a person that is going to get me to where I need to be in terms of actually getting up to make the video. Like if I have this very strong morning routine, that's going to fully mentally prepare me, get me all, get me excited, get me woken up. You know, I've already read, I, I'm getting expired through my reading. I'm getting my meditation where now I'm like grateful to be alive. I'm thankful. And now I'm like, let's fucking go rather than trying to just like wake up and do something, you know, whenever you're running late for something like, you know, you're already fucked. <laughs> so, and there's something, I don't know, there's something about doing stuff that always made me feel good personally, gives me more, more confidence that I can do other things, doing stuff that I know not a lot of people are doing. I know not a lot of people are waking up that early and taking a cold shower and meditating and reading and fucking stretching and then making a video. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm able to do all these things at a very small percentage people are even actually doing, there's no way I can't succeed. That's how I like kind of train my mind to work. And I feel like until you have like that mind switch, because I like I like I said, I tried switching all my bad habits early on, but I don't think I was ready. Yeah, the idea sounded good. But like, uh, my priorities weren't there. Like maybe, uh, well, I want to go do this. I want to go out Friday. <laughs> I want to go, you know, and do this. So I feel like it just depends. You ha I feel like you have to really want to change those habits because you're gonna have to to sacrifice other things in order for it to happen you know i go to bed at nine nine o'clock sometimes 8 30 9 30 i don't really go out and, and party anymore at all because i know it's gonna affect the next day and possibly the next day and it's something trust me it's something too that i, I like to party I, I used to be a huge partier right yeah it's one of those things where when i reach where i want to like where i get to the point where i want to be I'll probably maybe back off a little bit and then like enjoy it and be like, yeah, you know what? I am going to go party tonight. Fuck it. I I'm not going to do shit tomorrow, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. And I feel like if I were to do that now, I'm just going to feel guilty. I'm going to feel like shit. And this is how I talk to myself. Like, you're a piece of shit. How are you ever going to make it if you do this? You know? And that's how I get to when I'm hungover, like dark thoughts. 
So that doesn't even appeal to me anymore. So I think it just depends. Other people evolve faster than others. It took me a while. You know, some people, I've seen kids now that they have their shit together at, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20. I'm like, I wish I was like that. So I think it just depends, you know, based on the person. But for me, getting rid of habits, it all came down to like really wanting it and really reading a lot of reading and seeing what other successful people were doing and just trying to like mimic them and just keep trying it over and over until finally it was like implemented. So now what I do when I do a habit, I, I draw a checkbox, a box on my board in my living room. I'm like, all right, I want to do this. And if I mentally say I'm going to do this, then I'm like, okay, it's a thing now. If I can do it for 30 days, for me, this works for me. I know they say like 63 days or something is like the, for me, if I can do it for 30 days, like it's going to be a habit. It's game over then. Yeah. And I'm just checking it off day by day. And if I see that I have it, I'm like, I got to do that. So that's what I've been doing that helps me a lot to stick with a habit is like getting everything out of my head on the board or you know on paper or something well i was just thinking there's so many amazing connections here because like we're the same age i've learned and when i did my first episode for the show i interviewed buster Shear, who i think now he's like 21 and he spoke about why he doesn't party because it's not that he doesn't like partying it's because it's inefficient and i'm like man where the hell was that for me 20 years ago <laughs> i know dude that's amazing when i see that that's amazing dude at such a young age I'm yeah like, Fuck, you are lucky <laughs> Yeah. And I, I don't know if you follow Buster, but like, it, it'd be good for you to get on his show. He has a pretty successful podcast. Yeah. Anyways, just a good all around dude who gets into a lot of things. Just a good person. Just one of the good people out there in socials. Right. And right. I'm picking up very similar vibes from you. I, I think we'll be friends for, for many years, uh, universe willing or God willing or whatever. If you're not religious, doesn't matter. But like, because when you're saying these things, I'm like, I've gone through a lot of these similar things. And that's the reason a lot of times for this show to me is to help other people appreciate that it's not the tip of that iceberg that they see you being the creator that gets all these views and likes and comments that you can't keep up with. There's so much underlying that to be able to even get there. Yeah. For example, having to pay bills in that sort of like people wanting to start, but being like, oh shit, I got to pay bills and I have to go to work. The side hustling, maybe how much of that did you have to do? What point were you able to go full time or even just advice for people struggling with that idea of getting started when they're maybe a little bit older and have to go to work? When we started the YouTube channel, I had a full-time job. So we would, uh, me and the, my partner at the time, if he was available, we would meet up after I got off work and we would brainstorm ideas for our video that we would shoot on the weekend. And if he wasn't able to meet up, I was thinking of, that's what I was doing on my days off. And then the weekends, that was our time for filming. So we basically were giving up, you know, most of our weekends for filming. If we got done early, fantastic. But if not, it was like, well, we gotta, we gotta finish this up tomorrow. So you just have to do it on your time off like you're not probably not going to put out as much content as somebody who's doing it full time but i mean that's okay you got to start somewhere you just have to start you can't just be overwhelmed be like well i can't do it i don't have the time you always have the time you can always find a little bit of time to do it you know no matter how bit you could get up earlier people don't want to get up earlier but you can it's possible <laughs> People don't think about that. It's like, well, I have no time. It's like, time you wake up. Fuck at seven, wake up at four. <laughs> yeah, and map that out. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think you have to really want it and you actually have to enjoy it. Otherwise, there's no way. If you just like the idea that you're screwed, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to make it. If you're just trying to, you know, you just want to be an influencer because it's cool. Of course, trust me, I, the reason I got into it, I decided to stick with it no matter what and why I still stuck with it even when nothing was happening and I was going to different jobs, blah, blah. I literally can't see myself doing anything else. Like, there's not one thing I can see myself doing where I wouldn't feel like a fraud, like to be honest. There's nothing. That's why with every job I've ever had, I felt like a fraud. I felt like there's, I don't, how am I going to do this for my life? <laughs> like, this is not going to work. I'm going to get fired from every job. <laughs> and I wouldn't even say I'm passionate about this. You know what I mean? I just feel like, you know, when, when people say, for instance, like if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, what would it become? For the rest of your life without payment. And then you say that and you're like, that's what you should do. That's bullshit. Cause I'll be like, I would literally, I would golf all the time. I would golf. <laughs> yeah, I would just be doing like, and of course, even that you'd probably get bored with and you want to do something else. But I would be doing golf, you know, I'd be like, let's go skydiving. Let's go traveling. Let's go to this new restaurant. Let's go surfing. <laughs> yeah, me too. I feel like this is the thing that I enjoy the most out of everything else that I could be doing. Definitely wouldn't even say I'm passionate about it because I don't think I am. I just, I really like to do it. It's fun and it's cool. And the fact that I can make a living out of it is phenomenal. And I couldn't imagine myself 
working for anybody or have a job. So for me, it just was like, it's like the best option. <laughs> and so when it comes to that idea of making it a legit career, right, that is what it is. And a lot of people somehow in the rest of the world, or I'm sure at high schools, like in terms of giving guidance, like a, a lot of people still feel like it's not possible that it's for the Jake Pauls and those big names that we see out there, right? Right. So in that idea of being able to make it a legitimate thing to monetize, right, to use a word, what are some like kind of strategies or, or ideas you recommend people as they try to make it actually something that they can live off of? I feel like you just have to keep trying. You just, and you have to be consistent before I decided to do this full time. I mean, I was, I wasn't doing a video a day, like, like I usually do now just because I still had to work, but I was putting out three to four videos a week consistently. And even if some videos weren't popping, like I was like, okay, what do I got to do? Let me try this. Let me try this. I mean, there's no secret. You just have to keep trying. And then if you're lucky, it's going to pop. And then if anything pops, then you just have to double down on that. Like, okay, if that video, I'm going to start doing those videos. And if that starts working, fantastic. I'm going to start doing those every day, blah, blah. And then if something else works, I'm going to hit that hard. And then a thing that I did was when I saw that it was growing and I had a, uh, I had a feeling it was going to work out. Uh, when I was at 20,000 followers, I decided to go full time. That way I can put out more content. That's when it really started to take off and just worked out. But even, even then, like for the most part, you still have to kind of keep right. a still grinding a bit. Side. I got lucky because I also have a girlfriend who was uh, making decent money, so I was able to quit, and she supported me. She's always like believed in me, you know. You know, I was like, I I think I need to stop and just focus on this. This is going to be our thing. This is what's going to take us to where we want to be, and she agreed. So I was lucky enough to quit working and focus on this full time at twenty thousand followers. A lot of people won't be able to do that, you know what I mean? Like if they don't have somebody else to support them, like I did, so they would have to keep working, just keep doing it. And eventually I haven't started making good money until this year. Like I made some last year, but like this year it's actually starting to really go good. So even with 1.7 million followers, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like I've made it yet. <laughs> I still haven't, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not rich by any means, you know, I, I just started to get a little bit of money in this year. So that's why you have to be super patient. And, you know, I feel like people have this weird misconception that like, you know, if you have 500,000 followers, you've made it and you're going to be making bank. And that might be true for like YouTube because they pay a lot, but for TikTok, that's not the case. So I feel like you have to like creating. That's why the ones who like it and enjoy it actually are the ones making because they keep doing it consistently over and over again. You just can't think about, you know, you can't complain. And like, why am I not making it? It's then fucking quit, dude. It's not TikTok's fault. Yeah, you don't like it. Yeah, it's not TikTok's fault. Just start thinking about new ways to make videos and keep doing it. If you really believe that you have what it takes, then do it. I don't know, for me, it was like, I've always been told I was like funny, you know? Like, it's one of those things that you build off of your natural talent. And I just felt, and I always felt like I was funny. I actually believed it, you know? I thought I was funny. I laughed at myself all the time. <laughs> you are you are funny, yeah. And I knew I would see other people and I would be like, I could do that. You know, you have to have that confidence too. And like I was truly believed. I was like, I can, I can do this. I just have to break through somehow. And um, it was one of those things. Basically it. I mean, I don't, I feel like there's no secret around it. You just got to keep going. And in that idea of making bank, it's going to have to scale. Everyone's answer is going to be a bit different. But what are some of the revenue strategies that people should use as they start to build? Like, do you like having merch and Patreon and brand deals or like or something else I'm leaving out? I I have merch. I don't make much from that. You know, it, it's like a small monthly income. But I mean, it's good enough to like, say, for instance, make a car payment. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's something that I'm planning on growing once we can like getting away from drop shipping and actually turning it into a brand. So that's one of the long-term goals. But most of my money comes from brand deals. And that's one of those things that they just started reaching out to me. Right. Because I've tried reaching out and uh, that never really worked out for me. They just started noticing me and then started reaching out. And then like TikTok has a thing too now where you can, you know, brands, they have that creator marketplace. So they'll, they'll actively reach out to you or you can reach out and apply for brand deals. I've gotten a few that way too. But yeah, brand deals, is the number one way that I've been making money. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of other creators though that are really active in trying to grow their Patreon and they can make a good a good living that way too. But that's just not the route that I took. This is the way I'm doing it, so... 
No, that's awesome. Whenever we do these interviews and they're, and they're really awesome, great guests with tons of like wisdom, knowledge, and, and just generosity, I'm always like, I see how Rogan can go <laughs> three hours and have some drinks, take breaks and shoot the shit. And uh, I know we'll be wrapping really soon here, but maybe we can run it back once this show is doing Rogan-esque numbers and uh, look forward to asking some follow-up things. I did have one thing I didn't want to forget. And you mentioned collaboration when it came to YouTube and then moving on from that. But having seen you collaborate with other people, similar creators how important collaboration is when it comes to kind of supporting each other and then the other question i had jotted down was where in the world you are from so that's two very different questions but just curious to ask yeah for collaborations which is something too that i want to start doing a lot more you know you get into i got into the habit of just like making my videos a certain way and being like well this is i already found my thing no not even a need for a collaboration you know what i mean but it just opens you up to you know so much a much bigger audience and then you start and then if you collaborate regularly then your audiences start to coexist and they see you on there they see you on there and then they just cross and now you have this one giant audience where they know you from multiple different pages so i think collaborating is huge especially i feel like that's a way that a really good way if you're trying to grow but that there's another thing you know it's got to be reciprocal in terms like not a big creator is not going to want to collaborate with a small creator because there has to be you know equal value there for each so that's a one mistake i feel like smaller creators have is they try to collaborate with bigger creators that are much bigger than them just so they can try to get followers like that's not the way to go it's not going to happen they're not going to collaborate with you unless you're friends or something you can definitely easily collaborate with like you know if you have 10,000 followers collaborate with somebody who has similar or 15 or 20. Um, and if you do it consistently, eventually you're going to slowly start to build a bigger audience. So I feel like collaborations could be fantastic for starting out, like to try to really build an audience. And even when you're bigger, like, like I said, I want to start doing a lot more and just, you know, what's wrong. There's nothing more beneficial than constantly networking and meeting new creators and building a bigger audience. And you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who's going to see you on their platform. And so you just got to think long term and not like, what can I get now? Like in terms of like, well, if I collaborate with them, it's not really going to help me right now. It's not going to like give me a lot of new followers. But if you consistently do it over time, you never know what's going to come from it. Something great could. For sure. And again, I think you're a humble person. And you, you mentioned the idea of realizing that we never know when today's our last day anyway. So like there's that element of as long as it's possibly helpful, then why not? And if it's not draining my own efforts and time anyways, I can't remember what videos I was watching. You know, you can go deep down the TikTok video hole sometimes trying to watch different ones. But I knew that we were converting from PST to EST and knowing that some of them are EST people, at least where they live, right? Because they're, I think some of them are from Michigan, where a lot of my family's from. And so that's what I was curious about, like where you were, do you have to edit from different locations? Do you go meet up with people to collaborate? The people that I've collaborated with, I'm in San Diego, by the way, I've collaborated with here. So like, for instance, you mentioned Lou Balance, he flew in to collaborate with me a few times. Um, he's from Michigan, right? which is a, one of the reasons I moved down here is because, you know, there's a lot of creators in LA. That's where they are. And so mm -hmm. everyone I've collaborated with has been in LA and San Diego. Yeah, it makes it simple. Yeah. So I, I haven't flown anywhere to collaborate with anybody. Just drove an hour or two. It just was a funny coincidence. And it happened like literally right before we came on here. I was, you know, kind of flipping through, liking some videos and that sort of thing. Uh, just getting the vibe before we did the interview. And I noticed like, I think Frankie Lapp is another one who was at least in and one of Lou Balance's videos and that kind of collaboration thing. And then I was like, wait a second, is everybody from Michigan? Because I think they, I think at least the three of them, I think, or if not, it just is a coincidence. But anyways, all that to say, it's uh, I think something that's really good to inspire people with too, the idea of working together and collaborating and that kind of thing. So it's cool to see. I have a couple like rapid fire theme questions that I ask everybody. Okay. Before I do, is there anything that you think we, we left out or that you'd want to add? Just be... Just be persistent, be patient, and keep doing it. And if you truly believe you're going to make it, then you will. Which might be the first... And don't be delusional. And don't be delusional. <laughs> it's like, I kind of think it would be like me thinking, oh, I'm going to be, you know, the next best fucking, I don't know, water polo player. But I'm like, dude, there's that's not going to fucking happen, you know? Or like, I want to be the next group of great singer, but I can't sing for shit. I feel like you have to, you know, have some sort of self-awareness where like, you truly have what it takes you know and i don't i think anybody even if you suck honestly if you truly believe you have what it takes i think you can because you can just you'll get better in five years 
years. Mm -hmm. That's why if you really like it and commit to it, like you can suck right now. Like whether you're uh, acting or whether you're doing anything, trying to be funny, if you keep putting out videos and not caring what other people think, you're going to get better. And in five, 10 years, you might be fucking awesome. And then you're going to hit and then you're going to get famous. Commit to it. Yeah. I, 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 I guess it just comes down to you have to be self-aware of like, do you really want this? Do you really think you can make it? Because if, if you do, then I, I guarantee you can because you'll you'll keep going after it. And that's why you could get good at singing if you really wanted to. That's what I'm saying. I kind of want to take that back because if you, even if you sucked at singing, I bet I guarantee you if you 10 years of, of singing lessons, you might be good enough to be good. Like you're writing songs and now you're like, oh shit. Because a lot of people that sing now don't even have that great a voice. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I take that. I take that back. It's a lot more like filmmaking and that you can edit and post and stuff big time or get good. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, editing is a talent, man. Some people can edit like freaking artists and it's impressive. You might not even be that good at filming, but the editor is like, dude, I, I got you. Mm -hmm. you know, and he'll make something magic out of it. So it's pretty impressive. No, for sure. In music and, and video. Yeah, everything. Yeah. It's like, I think that's what's so neat is there's so many pieces to it that are cool. I, this may answer the may have just answered the first question, but maybe something else will come to mind. So the first theme question is, if you were to leave one piece of advice for the next generation, what would it be? One piece of advice? Let's see. Really think about, really think about what you say and what you do before you do it or say it. And if it's going to make you happy or a better person and those around you, do it. If not, don't do it. Love it. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, two is, and this is great after having brought up the singing thing, something you yourself are learning that may surprise people. I'm not learning anything right now that may surprise people, but I'm going to start here in the next probably month or so is learn Portuguese. Yeah, because my girlfriend's Portuguese. That's cool. You have a good teacher? Yeah. Well, I'm going to do it in Portugal. That's awesome. So there's like an actual class I could go to. But yeah, I, I can't even talk to my girlfriend's parents because they don't speak English. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is that good or bad? <laughs> No, I actually, I think it's pretty good because we always are getting along. We have like this unspoken bond where like, we're just, we smile and we see each other, give a hug, like everything's fine. Yeah. So it's kind of a good thing, I think. <laughs> but they don't understand your videos then. No, her mom always says, oh, he's so funny, even though I can't understand him. She's like, she just likes my facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting to, to go to show that uh, there's so much to acting then beyond just the words. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, you're strong in marketing. You're a good content creator. So you'll probably appreciate this. If you were to ask me a question, what question would come to mind? Well, what made you get into this line of business, like this line of work that you're in right now over anything else? When it comes to podcasting specifically, I feel that I love filmmaking too. Like my main thing would be wanting to get out and film and edit and collaborate, go see you or whoever else. And, and just I just love getting together, coming up with film ideas and then making them. However, that's where I started was wanting to do that. Actually, I went down to New York City to start doing that. I was like, screw it. I just got in my van, told my wife, so I'll be back on Monday. And I went for the week to New York City, 48 hours, drove there by myself, hardly slept, had no plan of where I would live, didn't know anybody. And I just created like three collaborative videos with people. And it's interesting earlier that you said about having a good vibe and, and not seeming like a weird person on socials. Because when I was there, I went with this guy and girl who sing on the streets. And I asked them too, I was like, why did why were you willing to do this? And he's like, well, honestly, when I saw in your stories that you had posted your kids and that you're like a real person, I realized you're not just a crazy guy. And then I wanted to collaborate with you with whatever we came up with. Anyhow, that's a long way to say I, my first baby would be filmmaking too, but it wasn't as accessible for the side hustling for me and the inability to travel during COVID and stuff like that. It was that during COVID that I switched to the microphone to doing podcasting. The third thing that I would add is that I love content like yours, you know, watching the videos and, and everybody else that I've interviewed, reading books that people wrote or, you know, being a reader of their blog or listening to their podcast. But one of the things I feel that for good people who create, it's important to understand some of the behind the scenes and the underlying uh, life messages that exist. Because the fourth thing being that my whole line of work has been in traditional education. And I see so many youth now that want to do these creative things who could do it. They're way more talented than me mm -hmm. at podcasting or filmmaking, but they don't do it because they still don't feel like it's legit or people in their family are telling 
telling them it's not possible. And certainly entrepreneurially, they have transferable skills, but then they go get a job and they hate the job. Yeah. And then they land back in jail or um, depressed and really struggling with addictions and things like that. So I see that all the time. And for me, figuring out how to create like edutainment, I guess, is definitely the thing for me that, like you said earlier, I can't see myself doing anything else Okay. because I'll feel like a fraud. Nice. <laughs> that's the, the long-winded answer. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that under 60 seconds to post it. But yeah, that's the answer. And how long have you been doing this? Do you do this full time? No. So right now I'm a vice principal of a school for mental health. We have uh, 55 teachers in 17 different buildings and all those kids can't be in a regular school because they have addictions, homelessness. We have a school for teen moms, a couple jails, a couple crisis units and a few hospitals. So that's oh. that's what pays the bills. And then really wanting to build this to where it is full time. But for me, the book, The One Thing was massive as well because I was trying so many different things right. and I wasn't focused enough. And now I'm focused and I can already see it starting to be more and more successful quite quickly. But the first episode that I uploaded to answer your question was on September 11th uh, with Buster Shear. And then my brother Shane died in a car accident that night. Um, and then I didn't do, I didn't even touch the podcast for like, I didn't give a shit about life for a few months. Um, and then that January is like a new year's resolution. You know, I was like, no, like this is something that I, I think I want to do. So got out there, did about an episode a month, like not anything too good, but having kids and, and, uh, paying bills and doing work, but like, meh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then my brother Ryan died this past December. And uh, it was this January after that one where I was like, it just all really hit me where it was like, again, life's short and this is what I want to do. So that switch, like you mentioned earlier, for me just flipped and I kind of feel like it's it's go time. And it's it's been incredible. Like inbound people are wanting to come on the show now and that kind of stuff. So just flipping that switch and getting focus has been massive. And uh, it will be full time whenever it happens. Maybe it'll take six years. Yeah. Hey, it'll happen, bro. As long as you want it, I guarantee it'll happen. And I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. Buster already said he's episode one and episode 100. So maybe you can be 101. I'll be 101. Where are you at right now? Oh, see, this is what's been crazy. I've been so busy recording. And like I said, going full speed this 2022 that I'm already up to uh, 26 or something. This is 26. If I were to release them in that order. Okay, well, I'll be 101. And so by 101, <laughs> one-on-one, you'll be full time. It'll be flying. That's the plan. For sure, man. It was fun. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to do this. And uh, it's been an awesome conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It was good, bro. Appreciate that. Really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to being in touch over the years and, and seeing all the rest of your videos and everything you get up to. Sure, man. Thanks, bro. Yep. I look forward to seeing you go full time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right, bro. JKL community, thank you for being here. We've had some amazing requests come in recently for specific guests. If you have anyone in mind, just be sure to reach out and let us know. Thank you to our guest, David. Such an intelligent and funny, semi-stupid dude. We'll definitely have to run back a part deux. It's our goal to have this help millions of people, so please do subscribe, leave reviews, but most importantly, pass it on to someone who you think might learn from it. Until the next episode, all the best, and remember, just keep learning. You're one step closer to making your big dreams come true, but there's plenty more where that came from. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, and if you know anyone who might love the show, send them a link. We'll see you next time on Just Keep Learning with Justin at Just Tries.